Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Diane Kao. Now, Diane arrived in Australia in 1997 as a young child as one of the first wave of Vietnamese refugees. She spent her formative years in Western Sydney, and after completing high school, she attended the Sydney University, graduating in a Bachelor of Pharmacy. She immediately began working as a community pharmacist. She married at 24 and became the mother of three. Diane diverted her time to their well-being while continuing to work part-time as a pharmacist. Once her children were of school age, she was able to return to work and contribute as a partner in three successful retail pharmacies. However, after 18 years of marriage, something that she thought would never happen actually occurred. Her marriage broke down. Understanding that there isn't always a good guy and a bad guy in divorce, one right or wrong spouse, she set about to find the least disruptive path to maneuver herself and her family through. Going through her own healing process, Diane met many others whose marriages had dissolved and she became very interested in the after effect that marriage breakdown can have on those involved. One of particular interest was the impact on the emotional, psychology and physical well-being of the children. This promoted Diane or this prompted Diane to become a qualified life coach, a divorce coach and a family dispute mediator. Diane's goal for her life moving forward is to help facilitate and ease the process of divorce because she understands firsthand the emotional overwhelm and internal conflict that can be faced before, during and after the process. Being an advocate for the children of divorces, Diane aims to assist families through this turbulent stage of their lives and arrive at a peaceful place after the divorce. So please welcome me in joining Diane to the show. Hello, Diane. Hi, how are you, Ben? I'm very well. Look, uh, thanks so much for, for being here today. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Okay. Thanks for having me. Now, I know that there are some people out there, lots of people out there, are probably holding a copy of your book right now, Elevate Your Life, and maybe they've read your chapter all about separation with soul, or maybe they haven't got a copy of it yet, or maybe they don't know anything about you. So I guess we just want to kick off with a bit of an understanding. Why are you so passionate about this topic of a divorce and helping people through it? And obviously, really at the end of the day, assisting people to have those incredibly deep relationships with themselves. Uh, Well, you see, Ben, when I was struggling through the turmoil, just in the contemplation process while I was doing my marriage, it was a really hard process. It was arduous. It was painful. And I just, I couldn't come up with the answer. I I knew that my relationship wasn't going well. Um, I was looking for help. I was trying to get help, but my husband didn't want to go down that path. He was very stubborn. And although I don't, I don't hate the man as such, I just knew that we couldn't, 
be together for long. So that was to me that was a struggle. How can how can I suppose I had a difficult I had a difficult time defining the the society value of marriage, love, forever after, and all of that uh, mixed in with the, the 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 turbulent way that we live our life. Of you know, it's not not that turbulent, but it's more um, what's the word stressful of the 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 the, the mortgage, the the job, the children, and all of that as well. So. It was finding an answer to my life, basically. Got it. So you were you were looking for answers, and you started to work with people and uh, learn a whole bunch about uh, certainly healing your yourself and your journey, and also providing a path for your children. So uh, along that that journey, what are some of the things that you learned that might assist other people? Because I know you're not a, like a pro divorce person. I think you're more about making sure that people have that incredible relationship with themselves. Right. Uh, and if they happen to end up in divorce, then sure, you've got some strategies that help them with that. But what are some of the things out there? So if the people are listening in right now and they may be going through some ups and downs or maybe they've been through divorce, what are some pieces of advice you might like to offer them to help them through this journey? I think the key thing that I, I discovered along the way was that the best relationship that you need to get right first is the one with yourself. And I think sometimes as a young child or a young person growing up, we think that we have to find a partner that completes us, that complements us, that somehow we can cleave onto to make to make ourselves feel okay. But I think you, the, if, if you work on yourself first and you get your needs met and you give yourself the affirmation and you give yourself the love and the self-nurturing that you need, you become a complete person in a relationship. And I think many of us don't realize this um, as they're going through, through, through the process. Uh, and we, we, the marriage, the marriage is something that we kind of hold on to real tight. And the partner, the spouse, somehow, I'm not sure how it is for people, but for, for me, he, he, that person became my, my, um, the person that I would blame if things weren't going right. It was because I couldn't move further in my life because my husband was holding me back, or I was, I was making, I made this mistake, but because. He influenced me a certain way, so he, he was an easy scapegoat for me, um, and I to him. So we were each other's worst enemy, but we should be each other's best friends. Um, and I think uh, through the confusion, I think as a young girl making those decisions, I was um, I was not able to to see that. But as I go through the process, and I can do a lot of um, as I do a bit of self-help, I was able to see that I own a lot of the decisions, that I can make a difference to my life. And I think once you realize that and you acknowledge that, you work on that, you move forward um, forward towards being a better you. Um, and I think the problem was that when I when I was able to see this and I tried to implement this with my with my ex husband, he didn't want he didn't believe in self help or self development. He believed in being right. So I, I'm not trying to put blame on there, but when you have two partners that are in the relationship that aren't growing together, one of you will stall. So the fact that he stalled, my only solution was to to to, to grow on my own. And I think when I when I think about that, I think about a couple in a relationship where where if you've got two partners wanting to work and grow together, you can actually both enhance and grow with each other. But if you've got one that that don't want to move ahead with you, what do you do then? So I was in a space where I wanted, I still I didn't want my children to be um, uh, what's the, an aftermath 
of a of a, a nasty divorce. I've seen so many of those happen around me. I've seen um, uh, many uh, husband ex ex spouses um, dispute and fight for money in the court case. I see children on the other side of the divorce um, suffering because um, the two parents um, disagreed on so many things because they've gone into battle battle mode, and it wasn't something that I would put my children through. And if I wasn't able to come to a better solution to end our problem, I would have actually stuck it out in my marriage for an extra, what, 10, 15 more years so that I can actually have that 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 peaceful journey for my children if I could. If I, I would actually, it would be a self-sacrificing thing that I would stay stay in it for the kids just to ensure that they had a, a better upbringing. Yeah, but, right. So I think, uh, and, and you use that word aftermath, that, that a lot of the time the children uh, often do get left behind and or maybe they're, they're a secondary thought because the trauma that, that the couple are going through, they, they maybe go inwardly a little bit and start to think about themselves a lot. So for the people who have unfortunately been through a divorce, what are some, some strategies they can use to make sure that that family unit, that the children are really being thought about and cared for? What are some pieces of advice you could give them? Well, I think the, the going into this mediation with, with my ex-partner and myself, we just put our children's well-being as the foremost of our concern. We actually put ourselves on the back burner and we came, we devised a strategy to, or not the strategy, but to negotiate a, a, a happy pathway that, um, that we, we're comfortable with that both of, uh, that he and I can work with, but the the at the forefront of it all is the well-being of our children, where they will live, how they will live, what kind of attention they'll get from us, um, how to prevent um, unnecessary arguments or conflicts when where we can, um, how do we still try and keep things as normal for them as it can be, how to create an environment that allows them to not only grow but thrive after we separate. So it's all that thought into a decision as we make it. Um, it's having a lot of communication. It's not about judging. It's For me, it's not about making him wrong, making me right. It's not about saying he's bad or I'm good. It's about, I suppose for me, it's giving him the benefit of a doubt, um, knowing that he's doing his best already with what he knows. Um, it's about reframing. It's about um, trying to assess a situation from a bird's eye view, rather than being so upfront and confrontational at, the, at close at close up. I try and step back a couple of steps and see, see what it is that he's doing. Um, if he's asking me for something that's not going to really put me out, um, but I can see the benefit in it, what it, 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 it attains for him then I'll, I'll agree to it um, because I'm trying to keep peace. Basically, I'm trying to negotiate a peaceful relationship with him now so that our children won't ever have to choose between which parent they're going to invite to their graduation or which parent is going to sit where at their wedding or all of those little things that continue on after we separate. Yeah, yeah. like, I mean, it, it is... Um... It's some stuff that people do miss and they do forget about it. And I just love the fact that uh, when you do work with your clients and you do work with people going through this, I love that the core focus is, is almost to create the ideal roadmap 
for the most harmonious way for the children to grow up. And it's just so important. And I think that you're really touching on an idea here that sadly does get missed. And so just to, just to work that out, so, so you, you, you literally sit down and you plan how they're going to be raised, the lifestyle they're going to have, uh, how they're going to connect with each of the parents, and, and you actually put a strategy around that. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what we do. But, I mean, it's it's just a general idea. Um, I suppose you have the overview, and then you work mm-hmm. on it on a step-by-step basis. Because if that's the big agenda, you still have to negotiate the day-to-day going, the week-to-week and the year-to-year as you're going mm-hmm. along. Like, how we spend Christmas, how do we spend Easter, who takes which children, which school holidays, how do we negotiate time with each parent and I think it's um, I think you leave it to the courts and, and and the judiciary system it doesn't always fall the way you want it to fall however if you both have your input into there you actually get more of a control of how things will, will pan out but I think you've also got to give and take when you're negotiating with your partner I suppose it's really hard it's really easy to, to, to be an outsider observing and, and, and structuring it when you're right in the middle of it the emotional overwhelm, the anger, the betrayal, the feeling of guilt, shame, all of that comes into play. So then your emotions are making this decision rather than a logical mind. So when we coach, when I coach, I actually um, try and separate the, the two if I can. I, I teach, um, I, I encourage my clients to do a lot of self-care, self-love, self-nurture. Um, just so they can feed their soul and feed their inner being. And then if I can pick out the facts from the emotions, then we can actually work on that. And then I, then I advise my clients to focus on the facts and look at the long-term effect of what, what certain actions can bring, the consequences of a certain negative action, and how will that impact on their partner, their ex-partner, sorry, and then in the long run, how will that impact on the child or the children? So it's just looking forward and 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 just projecting into the future and all those work that you do. It's just examining stuff, and every yeah. situation is different. And so having some awareness around it and really examining that, and yeah. just getting some clarity. I really like the the ideas that you're sharing here, and certainly uh, for the listeners out there, they can definitely jump on your website, which really is packed full of some incredible information, which is divorceandyou.com.au. So divorceandyou.com.au. And I know you, you pump out some incredible articles, plus you're also getting some, some great traction as well. So some other things. You, you say that you want to have some awareness around what your children are doing. Is, is there some, some things you've found that you can do with kids through the divorce process that makes it easier on them? Like is there some things we can do for the children so that they're not so emotionally affected by this transition? Yeah, I think the key thing is to treat, the first thing is to keep conflicts to a minimum and don't expose them to that. I think depending on the age of the children, some of them can handle, I mean, in the later teenage years, I mean, they're, they're privy to what's going on by that point and they'll know they can sense and they'll feel what's going on. So you can probably give them more information. It's age appropriateness too, I think. So when they're a little bit younger, maybe shelter them from a little bit from um, from a conflict, and try not to um, talk negatively about your your ex partner or their other parent, because putting a child in the middle there, where they have to listen to you tell them how bad their dad is, is not going to do them any good. 
um, um, it, what it does is it just it, it, it questions their it, it makes them question their identity because that's a, their dad is fifty percent of who they are. Um, mm. So even though you may be upset with your ex partner, try not to do that because it it, it 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 just puts that pressure on your child. Don't make your child choose between you or your 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 ex partner because they love you both. Um, they want to be with you both, and the fact that they have to go through the, the, your divorce, where they have to choose between one house or the other, they will never have two parents in the same household ever again. So that's already enough of a of a, of a, of a, a trauma on them without having them now decide which is a good guy and which is a bad guy. And don't make them the judge and jury of stuff. So leave the adult stuff to to deal with with each with each other and not not to them. Uh, don't get them to relay messages between each other because between the two of you, text you, you two can communicate by phone, text, email, however you want to do it. That's fine, but just don't get them to relay messages because they may get it wrong somewhere along the way, and they can see when you're upset with the other parent, and they don't want to be the one that's caused any of that as well. So it's it's, t- it's taking the burden off them. Um, yeah, that's that's just a few things. There are other things you've you said do something well. really quite fascinating there that I think a lot of people failed to appreciate. The, the the key thing that I mean, you just said a, a bunch of great tips there. One of the things you said is that your children, half of their identity, is made up of the other partner. Yes, and right. so, if a parent is sitting there hacking on the other partner and speaking negatively about them and talking down to them it really does affect their identity and place in the world. And I think a lot of people who go through divorce end up just constantly talking down about the other person and because they are wanting to vent, but they don't realize that they're literally destroying the internal reference points of these children. I think that's a really incredible point you've made there, Diane, that, that's right. that, that just gets missed and, and sadly has an incredible impact on um, people and and you're right you know children do end up becoming the messenger and the go-between and children should never have to do this in any way shape or form and this is where uh, keeping the peace as you put it becomes a very critical thing but I just I love that point that that you know the, the husband or the wife really is half of that child's identity I also think on some level that if you're sitting there constantly complaining about the other person Maybe when your children aren't there, they, they begin to wonder, you know, does, does my mum complain about me like this when I'm not around? You, <laughs> you know, is, is, that, is that the way she talks about me to her friends? And, and right. then that starts to question in their mind as well. So I think there's a lot of um, fallout that comes from this kind of behaviour. I mean, this is, this is really valuable stuff. Absolutely. Uh, so, so is there anything, any other things, because I know you've been doing this for a while now and I know you've put a lot of time into research and you've been through your own personal journey as well. Is there any other, any other pieces of advice that you might give to people, maybe to those people who are potentially about to get into a divorce and perhaps want to avoid it in some way, shape or form or not even want to go through it? What, what, from your own, own journey, what are some of the things that, that can be done to maybe prevent this altogether? Okay. Before I answer that, I want to quickly finish on what you said about not using them as a using your children as a place to vent. That's why it's important to to engage in professional help. Whether you want to go to a therapist, psychologist, a coach, whomever, it's just having that that person to bounce ideas off, 
to just take the emotion, emotional edge out of all your upset and your pain and not to burden your children with that. That's really key because you don't want them to see, you don't want, as, uh, although you want to be authentic with your children and be your real self with them, you don't want them to see the nasty, angry self that when you, we tend to withdraw and retreat into a child with the emotions and we don't operate from the, our best level and we don't really want to, expose our children to that, especially when it's it's concerning their 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 other the other parent. Um, and I think I'll also want to add that if you're able to navigate a peaceful relation, a peaceful di uh, divorce, sorry, you actually then have an ally with you to parent your children the rest of the way, because there's there's, there's the ex partner and and you can still parent your children up until the adult years and beyond, if you have a, 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 a amicable relationship with each other and you can still share in the parenting the parenting role to raise these kids to be the, the best version that they can be. So that's 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 the benefit of if, if you can actually part peacefully, you still have an ally as a parent to your children. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, important that, that, you know, there's that saying that says it takes teamwork to make the dream work and I think, uh, you know, if I'm getting what you're saying here, it's about you've got to maintain that teamwork environment to raise these children correctly. Mm, that's, yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I'm passionate about. To, the, the, the marriage can end, but the parenting doesn't have to end. The, the, the good parenting can still continue even after you, you divorce and you break up. Um, well, that's, yeah. that's, I love, I'm just going to really just repeat that for the listeners. So, I, I, I loved it. That, that was really quite. The marriage can end, but the parenting doesn't have to. I think that's just great. So that is. I'm actually having a bit of an epiphany here because this is actually a new way of thinking about it. Because you can actually say, we're not a couple, but we are still parents. We're that's still right. in this relationship called parenting, but we're not in this relationship called marriage. So we are still relating but we're relating over a different topic or a topic we've related in the past. We're going to continue that. So we maintain this thing called parenting, but we do, in fact, terminate this thing called a marriage. And right. so, yeah, yeah, so the marriage can end, but the parenting must continue. I think that's a, that's, an, that's a really good reframe because a lot of people who end their relationship, they say, well, everything's finished now. But if you separated them and compartmentalized them and said, well, no, this was marriage and this thing over here, this is parenting, and these are separate things. Mm. then I think there is a, there's, a, there's a place there where you can actually start to create some incredible results. That's, that's brilliant. I really love it. I think it's in one of my, in one of my research, I think. I found, I think I forgot who quoted, and this is a quote that I really like. He says, marriage is no longer to death do us part, but parenting is. Parenting is the one that is to death do us part because as you go forth in life, the, the fact that you, you both went halves in these children will never that relationship will never fade. It will always be true. So you've got to still maintain that and, and, and keep that going well. So I really like that quote. So I work on that. And I and that's the, the goal I aim to get at because I think my children, um, I don't think they were to blame for the fact that our marriage broke down. But I and, and I don't want to ever make them a victim of it because you hear so many bad studies about how, how children fare very badly after a divorce. And how they go on not to succeed in life, have bad relationships, not do well academically, not do well professionally. So you see all that stigmatized.
um, issues attached to the children. So that's what I want to um, avoid and prevent my children from going through. And I think in this world where I think divorce rates are rising, I think close to 40, 45% in Australia of marriages will divorce. Not that it's, it's, it looks green. And I think it's because the way we look at marriage has changed. And I think we live a lot longer now. Our, our, our um, lifespan now goes on for, I think, 70 to 80 years old now, or even 90. So the longer we live, the more we expect and want things out of life. And so you, the, the, the chance of a mismatch in a couple will commonly occur. And it's what you do when you have the mismatch happening. It's how you deal with it. So this is why I, I look a little bit deeper and I want to explore a little bit more of it. Mm. Yeah, I like it. So marriage is no longer till death do us part, but parenting is. Mm. It's fantastic. So look, I know that the listeners out there do want to find out more about you. They can obviously grab a copy of your book, Elevate Your Life, uh, and they can also go to your website, divorceandyou.com.au. Are there any final tips or a piece of advice you'd love to give the listeners before we wrap it up today? Okay. Well, I think the best piece of advice that I've actually on the journey I've been on so far is that the best relationship is to have one with yourself, to actually love yourself and understand yourself and and complete yourself and look for the other person to give you happiness, love or completion. Try and nurture yourself and so that what you bring into a relationship is a full version of you. You're complete and you can contribute to a relationship and you can then benefit from the relationship. Um, be on guard and not be on guard, just be aware where your boundaries are um, and if somebody crosses a boundary, know how to how to protect yourself, how to um, ask for what you want, and if it doesn't work out, walk away. But just don't fight for things. Just peacefully. Just walk away. And I mean, obviously, it's about negotiation. It's about communicating. I think the bottom line of every relationship is about negotiating. It's about asking, communicating, give and take, all of that, um, and. I don't know. I think self. I think self love for me at the moment is really what I'm going through at this particular point. It's about confer, um, affirming myself, validating myself, and giving myself the love and the nurture that I I felt I needed from someone else. But I'm learning to give to myself. I'm able to complete myself and move forward. I think that's yeah. The case. I like it. It's great advice. Really great advice. So I think uh, you've shared some great piece of information here for sure and I think the listeners out there can really get some some clarity around it and I think the main thing that I'm getting out of this, this whole chat with you is uh, make children a priority in this process and really think about the systems and the techniques and the strategies that you can work through with them and also make sure that you are working on that relationship internally because that's actually one of the things that um, can not only, uh, first of all, can prevent divorces altogether because you might be That's able to right. strengthen that relationship within that strengthens that relationship without, but right. also having that relationship with yourself allows you to, to show up in a different way and have that deeper connection. I, I really love it. This is, this is great stuff, Diane. Really, really, really fantastic. You got it. It's really good. I'm glad you can see all that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I'm sure the listeners out there are wanting to know much more about you. And so just again, for anyone who's listening in and you want to take the very next step towards either easing the transition through a divorce or maybe even preventing it, or maybe you're at the back end of it and you want to work out the best way to work with your children and make sure that they have an incredibly supportive environment, 
And I cannot recommend Diane more highly enough. You have to check out what she's doing. She's doing some incredible stuff from a beautiful place. And just the way she approaches everything in just such a humble and professional manner is really quite transformative. So check out divorceandyou.com.au. And once again, Diane, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Lovely. Thank you very much, Ben. Thanks for your time. It's a pleasure. So, as always, if you'd like to hear any more uh, about uh, this author or any of the other authors, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash author. And I really want to um, thank you once again for your time. And always remember that giving yourself permission to do what you love, that really is the key to elevating all areas of your life. Until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.